0: to Beyond the Prep, a podcast dedicated to providing information and insights into the bodybuilding sport. This podcast covers a wide range of topics from finding a coach to the struggling of competing, nutrition, supplements, cost, and much more. I'll be talking with competitors so you can hear their stories, judges, coaches, If you're interested in sharing your story, send me a note at skapach40 at female.com. Welcome to Beyond the Prep. I am your host, Sherry Kapach, and I'd like to welcome today... Jordan and Lila, they've just finished competing this weekend at the TNT, and welcome. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you. So how long have you been bodybuilding for?
1: For myself, I was actually the youngest person on stage at my first competition, which was held in Halifax, back in Nova Scotia. At the age of 15 years old, I was on stage. Wow. I've been doing this now for 17 years. I've been competing.
0: Wow. So how did that feel being the youngest on stage?
1: Honestly, you know, when you're in the local gym, everybody thinks you're going to win. You're in the best shape in that gym. I was 15 years old. I had a lot of people, you know, tell me you should compete. You would do so well. So, yeah, I definitely died it hard for that. I done it myself. I really didn't know what I was doing. But I do remember getting up there backstage and seeing how big the guys were. And I wanted to leave my sweater up. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but actually, when I had gotten there, and I remember being backstage pumping up and all the guys being so supportive. And once they realized how young I was, they couldn't believe the shape I was in at that age. And mm. that year to come to think about it, I was on stage with 30, 40 year old men. I was old enough to be their son. Right. <laughs> so, It was a really good experience and from that day on i was absolutely hooked so i went from doing that competition and competing every year after i ended up winning that show the fifth year into competing or sort of my fourth year i ended up winning that show i took a little break as we have children and you know as you know that can be a lot so -hmm. I did take a little break this year. Past weekend at TNT was my first competing in five and a half years. So, yeah. So it was nice to get back up there and yeah, get back into the room of things. So, so yeah, I started seventeen years ago.
0: Yeah, that's young. That's young to be on stage for sure. Yes, yeah. And how about you, Lala? How long have you been into the bodybuilding? I actually started with
2: I was seventeen years old. (laughs) Wow. And kind of uh, get into bodybuilding about maybe two years ago to try to figure out how to build a body, how to get into competition, but not actually do anything that time. Yeah. Mm. Just uh, start I mean, oh, maybe I can do the show, this show or
0: something like that. Yeah. So how was it prepping together?
1: It was interesting. Yeah. It had it's ups and downs. Um, we do have three children, wow. so between juggling, you know, school pick up, drop offs, the home life of having children, I work anywhere from thirteen to fourteen hours a day. So I was gone a lot. She was managing everything here alone. She also has a meal prep company from the house. So we were both extremely busy. But that being said, I do feel like it did have its benefits as well, where we both were having the same goals in mind and. We were both on a restricted diet and training and cardio regimen. So we did all that together, which I did feel like it did make things a little bit easier. Obviously, towards the tail end, as you know, the diet gets pretty difficult. So we definitely, we definitely had our moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I know other than that, it was, it was, it was pretty good overall. Like I said, it was Layla's first show ever. So she didn't really know what to expect. Just, I just kept saying, trust the process. Her coach, Cass kept laying out the plans, so I would go over things with her, and yeah, and she ended up doing very well. But to answer your question earlier with Layla, so she's been, we've been in the gym training, not towards a specific goal for her. She's always been in the gym training, but it wasn't until, honestly, 12 weeks before the TNT, oh. she started, decided to take it serious. She just came to me and she's like, "I really, I want to compete, let's do it. So I said, if you want to do it, let's do it. So it's pretty impressive to see that she just had the 12 weeks of consistency of actually following a set plan. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what you can do in Vancouver and then taking a full year of actually taking this, you know, to another level and taking it more serious and see what you can accomplish. Right. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, overall doing it together was, like I said, I feel like it worked out for the best because having that structured same routine every day together makes it a lot easier.
0: Right. How is it when you have children? Because you feed them differently and there's different foods. Like, how do you guys handle that part of it?
1: As far as the foods and stuff, it doesn't both of us are pretty strict. We, like
0: we prep
2: everything. Like we get everything ready for our kids and
1: yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't really bother us. The only thing I did find very difficult through prep with children is feeling like you're neglecting them. You know, like, what you know, the final couple of weeks, it's pretty selfish, you know, the sport can be pretty selfish because, you know, like, for instance, I'd be gone for 14 hours work, dad come home and the kids be like, oh, daddy's home and all excited. I would have 15, 20 minutes, but hey, daddy got to go to the gym now. Out the door I go, right? So that part was probably the most difficult as far as the eating and, you know, the kids being kids wasn't so bad because... We're both pretty disciplined when we have a goal in mind. So the food didn't really bother either one of us. But yeah, that was probably the most difficult part. Having children throughout the prep is feeling like you're neglecting them, right? And not having that extra time Mm with what they need. And and, yeah, in like the final week, you know, your energy levels are pretty much gone. So you're, yeah. (laughs) But that was probably the most difficult part.
0: Yeah, because when you're at the gym, I mean, you're even at the gym for a couple hours. It's not just in and out, right?
1: Well, that's just it, right? And the lifestyle we live is, like I said, like we're, and we work from anywhere from 12 to 14 hours almost every day. So between doing our cardio in the morning, work, training in the evenings, it's, there was definitely a lot to manage and juggle, but luckily our two oldest, they understand. So it wasn't so bad, but our youngest is four. So that was, I found that pretty challenging, but Yeah. yeah, we got through it.
0: Yeah. Lila, how did you find it doing your first competition? It's very excited and nervous, but it's outcome is very
2: really good. I'm prepared for that. I know it's what is coming, and so I just do my best that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw all the girls. Oh wow, they look so great. <laughs>
0: nice. Just- nice. And how did you guys do this weekend?
1: I ended up taking third place in middleweight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Layla ended up winning the overall, the wellness division. Amazing. Job well done. Yes. So we decided to send her to Vancouver. I am qualified to do it, but I decided to take another year. I did drop 12 and a half pounds the day before the show to make middleweight, which was kind of a, I'm kind of regretting doing now because I did sacrifice the look. I feel like if I had a state where I should have been, the outcome would have been better, not necessarily placing wise, but my look for sure. But yeah, I decided to not do it and focus on Layla for the last two weeks just to put everything into the prep and be there by her side and be able to support her make sure I don't miss anything at all. So yeah, so we're very excited that she's going there and she's, she can't wait. Like I said, she, Mm -hmm. she doesn't know what to expect. She didn't know what to expect leading into this one. Everything's completely new to her. So. I'm sure I'm seeing lots of her now because I'm sure she'll be pretty hooked after this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You kind of just get that competitor's high or something. Like It's like, oh, yeah. try it. And it's like, okay, when's the next one? What's the next yeah. one? Even,
1: yeah, exactly. And that's what I had explained to her too. Like I did take the five and a half years off just to focus on the children and my career and stuff, but you mm-hmm. always get the itch, right? Even when you think you're done. You get that competitive itch back and you're like, you know what? I kind of miss it. Or you know what? I got one more in me and it's, it's just very repetitive, right? Because I feel like for the both of us too, it's almost like, like you said, it's almost like you almost get some sort of high out of it. It's like, it's the process of going through and seeing how far you can push your body mentally and physically. Cause you know, yourself, like the gym is pretty much the easy part. The training and stuff is fun. But once you get to a level of conditioning where your body fat gets so low it's such a mental thing. You have to have so much discipline to keep pushing. You know, I don't know how many times the two of us, we would be doing faster cardio side by side and be like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Why are you doing this? And knowing that you can just mentally feel like you're breaking and quitting. And then within 10 minutes, there's just a switch goes off and you're like, no, I got this 20 more minutes, you know, 30 more minutes. And that's kind of what, where our drive comes from to see how far we can really push it without, you know, without breaking really. And so once you get up there, it's like I made it. So for me, placing and stuff like that, I had won shows in the past. I've lost. At the end of the day, you're still a winner when you get there. You know, like if you're able to push yourself and get to the final, through the final stretch and make it there, to me, that's a win on its own, right? So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Just making it to stage, be proud of that for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that you said that It's like, oh, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) And then you just push through it. Cause even being at the show this weekend gave me that extra motivation because there's a couple of weeks left and it's and seeing everybody. It was like just the switch went on, going, this is it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's definitely, it's definitely motivating. And like I said, it is. It's a lot of it's mental, right? Your mind will quit a hundred times over before your body will. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what motivates the two of us because I know. And, you know, yourself being a competitor, having days where you feel like you just want to give up and not giving up and getting up the next day and having that, having that motivation back again, you know, you might have an off day, you might have a bad day mentally, and then the next day you're right back into the group of things, right? And it's just that steady, steady consistency. And that's where the progress will come, right? So.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what do you know now that you wish you would have known then? when you first started out of course you were very young you said you didn't know much about it what do you wish
1: you did know for me personally there's a few things one definitely not rushing into things and feeling like you know you know it's not a race to get there but that and definitely overtraining was a huge thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of people tend to think the more they do the longer they train, you know, the more results they're going to have, which is the farthest thing from the truth. You know, you have to listen to your body. You have to give it the rest that it needs. My biggest thing was under eating when I first started competing. Was feeling like the less I ate, the leaner I would get, which is also the farthest thing from the truth. So those two things for sure: overtraining, brushing things, and under eating. But also another thing is PED use was a, was a big one of mine because. When I started competing at such a young age, you know, I was 15 years old. Obviously, I was a natural competitor. I do remember being 15. I actually placed seventh place at a 15 when I was 15 years old, which was fairly well. I remember I went back the following year at 16 and I placed seventh again with, I think there might've been around the same amount of competitors, but obviously the competition was better. So I remember being 16 and being discouraged, being like, well, I didn't do better than last year. Yeah. So then at 17, I placed fourth. And I remember when I got off stage that year, I did have certain coaches reach out to me looking to help me. And PED talk would already be in the mix. I'm 17 years old, right? People would honestly like, if you want to do better, this is the route you have to take. And me being so young, I almost did it at 17 because I was so in love with the sport thinking that. Okay well this is what this is what i need right that being said i didn't take that path but i did start on peds at 19 which was definitely far too young that's a big regret of mine just knowing that i didn't reach my full potential naturally i did end up winning that year of course and that was kind of what sparked it was almost like became Not an addiction, but it was like, okay, they were right. This is what I needed all along. But it wasn't that. It was just having those extra years of consistency of training, right? So that's another one for sure is wishing that I had held off and didn't go that path at such a young age. But I've learned a lot over the years. So even being a coach myself, that is something that I always tell everybody to hold off on until, you know, if this is something that you want to, you want to try to make a career out of as a personal decision, but I definitely feel like it's not needed either. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, yeah.
0: And Lila, be doing your first competition and having that structure and all the control that's needed in there. How did you find that compared to like just going to the gym without competing? Compared to the focus that's entailed in competing, like going to the gym, workout every day
2: is always in my routine. It's easy pass, fun, for competing is like for me from the beginning. Like I find it's like hard in diet and eating, and because I always eat, <laughs> like uh, my food, whatever I need to eat, I eat it. But uh, my diet is this one is kind of hard or easy at the same time. But I really love it, and when you see your body change and your progress, is made more exciting to see and then when you go out there it's more you know like the feeling of the wind and just it just made me the away i don't i didn't expect that yeah
0: nice yeah, yeah. so post competition how do you guys do your like she's still competing you're not so what kind of plan did you have when you got back home
1: so for me i'm a firm believer in doing a reverse diet you know For many reasons, for health reasons, obviously, and for the mental aspect of of it all. So I pretty much jump right back into my diet. So coming home from the show, first thing, I remove all PEDs. I come off everything. I give my body a break. I go right back. Basically, I'm following the same program I was two weeks out from the competition, calorie-wise, carbohydrate-wise. So for the sole reason of like, we had the two days of kind of free eating. You'll see the scale rapidly jump up just from fluid retention and water. And you know how all that goes. It's not only not good for your health, but mentally, it's very challenging to see your body go from being so lean and just to watch it all go away in the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. So basically, I go right back on my diet, pending on my progress week to week. I still do my check-in photos. I still track my weight as if I was still competing. And basically, I slowly want to increase those the calories and the carbohydrates week to week as we go, right? Depending on where my body's at. But right now I'm only two pounds over stage weight. So, yeah. So we took the two days, the two of us did, to free eat. The scale jumped up for me, I think, 11 and a half pounds. Obviously that came down after three days of being back on the program. Layla's jumped up 10 pounds. Now she's actually she's actually the same weight she is she was showed it today.
0: Okay.
1: So yeah, definitely reverse diet. Like I said, you put all that hard work in, and just to jump back in, and, and a lot of people they don't understand. But you know, you're you're tracking your sodium intake, your water intake, your calorie intake, your cardio. You know, for all these weeks. And I've made the mistake in the past myself. I remember one year I put forty pounds on in two weeks. Wow. I had so much fluid retention in my ankles. My blood pressure was through the roof just because I thought well. The diet's over now, right? Which, you know, this is a lifestyle. This isn't just, you're just not doing this for a show. So over the years, I've definitely learned a lot there. But yeah, definitely a firm believer in reverse dieting. I do have a coach, Morgan McDonald. He also has the same belief. So it's it's really good because he's keeping close tabs on me. And I said, I'm right back into the program again. And the goal is to probably over time, I plan on, you know, I do plan on coming back next year. But my my plan is to put on probably another 10, 15 pounds of stage weight that I had this year for next year, right? But just slowly ease my way into it and do more so like I said, a health phase on top of that by coming out BEDs and making sure my blood work's in check and everything's in check. Right. So that's what's most important.
0: Yeah. yeah. So many, like you say, that raising scale right after, right? It could be just almost traumatizing mentally for some people if they're not expecting it.
1: Nope. Uh, yeah. That was a big thing I had pretty much tried to drive into Layla's mind too as well as because prior to prep, like she had mentioned, she never followed any sort of regimen. She ate whatever she wanted when she wanted. She used to go to the gym she would train whatever she felt like training that day. Like there was nothing. She obviously was in the gym every day and she loved fitness, but she could get away with eating whatever she wanted and still you know, be fit and healthy so i did warn her like once you do get into these calorie deficits like you have been for the last couple of weeks per show you just can't jump back into doing that right and i think she realized that after having those two days of free eating and looking at the scale she was like oh my goodness how am i going to do vancouver (laughs) you know and i laughed because i said no no like this is this is a fluid this will come off in a day or two once you get back going right which it did but it definitely scared her. (laughs) So she, she's already talking about doing her reverse diet after Vancouver. So yeah, like I said, there, there's a lot to it, but once you figure it out, it's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, it's definitely a science I feel. Mm -hmm. And each prep is different because your body is different going into it. And I tell you, yeah. Like you say, you're tracking everything.
1: Everything and yeah, that's you know, that's a good example because with Layla, like towards the tail end of it, she was eating more carbohydrates than I was, and I have you know 50 pounds on her. So once you figure out your body and how it responds to certain things, like you said, everybody's body's different, every prep is different. So yeah, like yeah, she's she's definitely someone that can tolerate a lot of carbohydrates and still drop body fat which is good because she didn't really have to suffer per se throughout the tail end of the prep but yeah so Yeah. yeah definitely definitely everybody's different
0: yeah for sure so if someone came to you that was uh thinking about competing or getting into bodybuilding what's the best advice you would give them
1: number one i would ask them their purpose of doing it Mm-hmm. You know, because I do have a lot of people come to me and they they like the idea of it, and sometimes for the wrong reasons. but if it's something you know it's a goal of yours, then I'm always, you know, it's just hard because I feel like social media being a big thing now and stuff like that, a lot of people tend to jump into the stage just to be recognized. and it's not something they really love to do that they just like the idea of it. But for me, if someone approaches me for coaching i basically tell them like you know and for myself it's like you have to be all in on this right this is something that you have to want to do it's not a walk in the ballpark it's not something that is simple as just you know let's take some supplements and go to the gym and i'm going to be stage ready like i explain how difficult it is both mentally and physically and yeah like i mean and if they're if they're ready for it then i'm all for it but like I said, these days, especially social media and people compare each other to like one another, they'll see so-and-so, oh, they y'all look like him. And that's where the PEDs come in and stuff like that at such a young age because people see these, these people that have been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. And that's what they think they need when really they just need time to put into the sport, right? And, and to put into their diet and their training. And so I have had a lot of people comes to me for coaching. And to be honest with you, I've steered a lot of people away as well because they were doing it for the wrong reasons. They were wanting to look like so-and-so and they were willing to sacrifice their health, you know, to be on stage when that's not what this is about, right? Your health is number one. But yeah, I definitely think it's a fantastic sport to get into. Like I said, it's something that I lived and breathed since I was a kid, but there's definitely a wrong way in going about it and a right way in going about it. But that's why that's why I'm big on believing on having a good coach as well, right? It's having true. someone to guide you the right way, the right direction. But yeah, definitely ask yourself why you're doing it, and if you're not doing it for the right reasons, then I feel like it's not for you.
0: Yeah, great question for them. Absolutely. So one more question for each of you, Lila. What do you take behind stage when you're getting ready? What kind of things do you take with you behind the stage, or did you take with you? Yeah, I have.
2: What was it? My coach give it me. Throw it in. <laughs> rice cake
1: over there band. <laughs> she's very spoiled as well so everything's packed for her she just does what I tell her to do but for for Layla to answer the question for you to make it easy backstage she would have had her pump-up bands her rice cakes she had natural almond butter she had jam what else did Layla have she had some honey and of course you know everything else she needs to be all glammed up but yeah she Layla carved up on rice cakes prior to the show with honey. She used some almond butter, a little bit of jam here and there. So, and her. That's her <laughs> yeah. She was actually, it was quite funny because she is new at this. So she like, there's certain terms that I would use. I'm like, Oh, you know, you're a little bit flat. So what she decided, she didn't quite understand what flat meant. So when she wanted to get a little extra food, she'd be like, yeah, I feel like I'm flat. And I'm like, I feel like you don't even know what that means. You're trying to get extra food, right? Can I have a rice cake? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> right? So it, w- it was pretty funny, but it was cool to see that everything Cass had told her to do and myself that, you know, she trusts the process. And honestly, everything that we had told her would happen to her body and, you know, when the timing was right for certain food groups and stuff. And she would look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, like, you're right, right? So, she definitely, definitely had full trust in us, but like you said, at that point in time, every little detail matters, right? For and sure. it makes all the difference. So it definitely paid off. So, yeah.
0: So do you have a blanket to stay warm back there? It was pretty warm. Or do you take a blanket? That day is really warm for me in there. I don't have anything. I just
2: keep warming up and running back to see other people on the stage, and <laughs> back and forth. And at the end, I almost didn't make it because I'm late. Get back in the state and they, they try to call me anything. I just, in the line,
0: throw everything in and get out. Know, <laughs> pretty fun. Wonderful. And what do you take backstage with you,
1: George? Uh, myself? I actually had, well, the pump-up bands. I had some rice cakes, Pop-Tarts.
0: <laughs>
1: Pop-Tarts. I had almond butter, honey. I did bring a blanket cuz I fell asleep back there actually twice.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me for this year, a little bit of water. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Nice. On that note, I just want to um thank you both for joining me. This was great yes, having you both here together and wish you luck in Vancouver. Thank you. All right. I'm going to sign thank off.
1: And yes. Thank you very much yeah. for having nice us. Nice to
0: see you and talk to you again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll have to connect after your next show. See how it's things absolutely. went. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you thank you. you Bye. too. Bye-bye. I want to thank my guests today and my listeners for joining me at beyond the prep if you like this episode and want to make sure you don't miss any others please subscribe you can also find us on youtube